When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, Dion. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again. Team selector time for the game tomorrow night, Selhurst Park, 8pm against Crystal Palace. I'm excited for this game. I think you kind of have to be after the win in midweek and want to be, I always want to be optimistic about Chelsea. So I think you have to be after a win and performance of that nature. But I think the big question going into this game is from a lineup perspective, Will Poch mainly stick with what worked against Aston Villa? And if not, will we see kind of uh, him reverting back to players who have kind of failed him before? And I think this is a big test for Pochettino. I, I really do. I think this is a moment where he can really put down his his authority after what was such a convincing display where he made some big I think, tactical and personnel decisions and they paid off for him. And I think it's now time to kind of stick the boot in a little way and say, yes, this is my Chelsea moving forward. That's not to say he won't be forced into rotation. That's not to say some of the players who didn't feature last midweek don't have a future or, or can't play again for Chelsea. Obviously, that's that that's not um, realistic. But, but I do think this is another chance for Pochettino to, to use what works and hopefully it can work again because then that's going to build more confidence, especially ahead of two massive games against Man City the following weekend and then, of course, the Carabao Cup final. We start off with Pochettino's press. There wasn't actually a lot. I think the most interesting thing was he, he was asked about Nicholas Jackson's positioning. And I did a poll on my YouTube community page. At the time of recording, it's pretty emphatic. 88% of you want to see Nicholas Jackson start a left wing on Monday. 12% no. And and I I think that that's going to be the, the curious thing. It's one of those bigger decisions, I think, for this game that really stands out is, you know, does he stick with it or does he look at the opponent, look at how we, we sort of got the better of Crystal Palace last time and feel that, okay, we're probably going to be coming up against a more defensive team than Aston Villa are. Aston Villa are notoriously a team who play of a high line. Crystal Palace aren't. So are you then looking at Nicholas Jackson and going, is he going to get the same space? Is his strength actually in this game, like it was last time against Palace, playing as a centre-forward, dragging defenders out of position, trying to hold up the ball, create space for others? So it's not to try and sit here and go, there is no alternative way of playing. But I think that that's one of the key decisions for me for this game. Because then if Jackson isn't starting as a left winger, who takes his place? Because I don't think there are many obvious alternatives in the kind of natural left wing role or players that I have a lot of confidence are performing well at the moment. Another one was Badi Ashil, what he's being assessed. It's such a shame because him and Dazassi were so dominant against Aston Villa and another 
duo that you would like to see continue. We'll see if he, he features, but it, it looks unlikely. Levi, Colwell and Trevor Chalabar are off that dreaded injury list now. Whether Levi is ready or not, we'll see. Going into Crystal Palace a little bit, I mean, they've lost half of their last 10 league games and it seems like Roy Hodgson's really under pressure, but he couldn't have asked for a worst hand kind of going into this game and that is without his three most important players. I mean, maybe Palace disagree on this, but Michael Elise, Mark Gurhey. I mean, I think for those three, of course, the first two from an attacking point of view, for, from a defensive point of view, the combination of Anderson and, and Gurhey has been a really solid defensive partnership too. So... Hodson's under pressure at the moment because they don't look like they're going in any smart direction. They were roundly beaten by Brighton last weekend. And because they don't have individuals like Elise and Eze who really make a difference, they not only creatively make things happen, but they can just on their own change a game. And especially if they're going to be under pressure, who is going to be their outlet? They still have Jordan Ayew, they still have Hodson Edward, but it's just it's just not the same quality, is it? So that's what gives this game a belief that Chelsea should be going out there and dominantly having a lot of the ball and really nullifying Palace's threats. And it's a big boost for Chelsea because I think those are, two, especially the front two in Eze and and, and Elise, are just so talented and they make things happen. And it, it takes a lot of stress out of the game, I think, for Chelsea's defence, whoever they are. But going into my starting eleven, um, I'm not going to change that much because I don't really see the justification for it. I just don't. I know there is a tactical difference here, but Jackson has played at left wing before, before he joined Chelsea. And I just thought the confidence he seemed to have in that role, maybe a bit more freedom because he wasn't asked to do kind of, you know, the holding the ball up. He's back to goal. He was able to get the ball in front of him, take people on, try and create havoc and also get on the end of chances, which he did so effectively against Aston Villa. And I think when you have a team that performed to that level, you want to try and, you know, cultivate that a little bit more and, and try and replicate it as much as you can. Even if, of course, there were going to be different questions posed to Chelsea in this game, I, I still would like to keep a majority of the players who, who played so well. So Petrovic in goal, uh, back for Malo Gusto, Axel de Zassi, I, you know, I, I said this in my match review. I gave a lot of stick to Dezassi before the Villa game. I'm giving him a lot of credit now, so I think he deserves to keep his place, obviously. For me, under no circumstances, Thiago Silva comes back into this team. Um, and that's not to try and hate and, and completely, you know, dismiss Thiago Silva, but I think his limitations were just so obvious against Wolves. And I think it also just sends a message of, of power of who's in charge here. And it's, it's Mauricio Pochettino. And it's also, for me, what the whole point of this season was in, in many ways, was the phasing out of Thiago Silva. If you go back and watch my predicted 11 for this season way back last June, I didn't have Thiago Silva in my team. Because I said at the time, and I think it was abundantly clear, this was going to be a season of transition in the defence. That we have succession plans we have Levi Colwell we have Wesley Fofana we have Benoit Badiashil we have players who can come in and replace Thiago Silva Pochettino has basically given Thiago Silva over half a season now it's not like he's completely sh shut him out of the first team but I felt that what we saw defensively against Wolves and then what we saw defensively against Aston Villa was a notable sign of where this team could be going 
So for me, Levi Colwell should come in and play as a left centre-back because he adds that mobility and speed. It means that Chelsea can play higher up the pitch, which I think makes a lot of difference when you're trying to press and trying to keep the pressure on and, and trying to attack. I think it just makes a big difference. So I think it would also just be a sign of, of confidence that we don't need Thiago Silva in there every single week. We have got a succession plan, so it's, it, it's about using that. And actually try and maybe get to the final where Silva doesn't start. Which maybe at the start of the season people wouldn't have assumed that we'd go into a cup final without Thiago Silva. But I think it's time now to transition into the future. Chilwell uh, left back. He had one of his best games. I think that was with the relationship he had with um, Nicholas Jackson. It always helps when you've got a a left winger who tracks back and helps you out. But then also I think Ben you know, was able to get forward and able to rotate quite well. So so for him, hopefully those levels of performances can go back to where we expect them for Ben Chirwell. Enzo and Casado looking every bit that the investment we made in them, which hasn't been a regularity this year. But I think that also it was about how they were positioned. You know, they were so close to each other. And I don't see why that has to be any different in this game. Keep them close together. Make sure those those distances are not ridiculous. So that Casado can do what he does best. Enzo can do what he does best. That doesn't mean that at times Enzo will move forward and someone has to cover. But that performance, I don't think was... I don't think it was a coincidence that the moment those two players were suddenly within a, a decent, you know, distance to each other where they could rotate, they could work off each other, meant Chelsea's midfield suddenly looked a lot more effective. And also as a pair, it was almost like we had, you know, you had the two up front in Palmer and Gallagher who press, but then behind that you had another two in Casado and Enzo who would press as well. And I think that made a, a ton of difference for how intense and effective Chelsea were. So then we have that midfield two. And yeah, I, I think Nicholas Jackson left wing. I, you know, I think Jackson should be starting right now. Nani Madawake had his best performance in a Chelsea shirt. He made an, an amazing statement. He changed the game and scored the winner against Palace last time. I think he absolutely deserves to be starting this game. Just the intensity of him, the directness of him, and the, the impact he made in that game was undeniable. And then the front two, I, I'm going to keep the same. I, I know Nkunku, you know, there is a there is a willingness from me. I, I want to see Christopher Nkunku play for Chelsea, of course. We've been waiting a long time. But it's also about managing minutes, right? And, and what you don't want is to, to throw him out there when we're so close to a, a, a big final and then he pulls up with an injury. I know that's the case for a lot of players. And I'm also not of the belief that we just kind of shield players from any minutes because then what are you doing? They need to get match fit. But I still would go with Cole Palmer and Conor Gallagher, especially Conor. I think again, another player who you know has been under a lot of scrutiny, criticism. I think a lot of it is justified because his performance level hasn't been as good as it was earlier in the season. But he scored a goal. He had another great performance that he's had many this season. But I thought that was a really, really good one. Of course, with the goal. So again, it's about keeping the confidence as much as you can. And and if we if we only can change one player, if we're only forced in to change one player, then I'd only be changing one player. There is a little bit of a gap between the Palace game. Yeah, sure, it's not a Saturday to Saturday, a Monday to Saturday, it's not the best, but there has been a gap between the last game and you do have the subs now and a little bit more of depth coming back in with players returning from injury that you can rotate things if you need to. So if Colwell maybe gets replaced by Alfie Gilchrist or Thiago Silva, you can, of course, bring Raheem Sterling off the bench. You can, of course, bring... Um, Christopher Nkunku off the bench if you need to so there is there is chance to rotate and I'd even you know if you need to give Chilwell a rest because he's been playing too many minutes we know Levi can play at left back I'd even trust uh, Alfie Gilchrist to do a shift at, at left back or right back so that's why for me I just was so encouraged by what I saw and listen as I always do in these previews it could work horrendously you know it and 
you know, Chelsea suddenly looked like they reverted back to what they were against Wolves. You know, it, but I just, I think that there was so much about that performance that was so good. I don't want to be sat here after 8 p.m. and I'm seeing Thiago Silva and Raheem Sterling back in a starting eleven because I do also concern what morale effect that would have on the rest of the team, especially the younger players, where they've just put in that performance and then they're being dropped a couple of days later. And it's like, well, why are they back in the team? And I think too often Chelsea coaches have leaned on experience when experience actually hasn't been benefiting them. There actually hasn't been evidence that that experience is giving them safety, security. It isn't giving them a consistent level of performance. When other players are, it's time to give those players those minutes. So that's my team. Please let me know yours in the comments below. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you. Podcast Network.